I'm Mike Shrews. And I'm Tivis. And you're listening to The Monster Cast, episode 27. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the MonsterCast, the podcast where we watch and talk about the monsters. <gasps> it is episode 27, and boy, do we have some fun here today. Hey, Tivis, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Can I just say real quick? Yeah? I want to thank you for finding that last week. Mm. Like, that was a treat for me to listen to. <laughs> yes. If uh, you guys did miss, um, we did not have a uh, Monster Monday episode for you guys. So we did put a little uh, treat onto the MonsterCast YouTube channel, which you can go and check out. It's At Home with the Monsters, um, a night with uh, 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 America's Unusual, or the Most Unusual Family. That's what it is. Um, and it's a LP from 1964 on there. And, uh, there's a little intro for me. Don't worry about that. You can skip, there's all the numbers and stuff in there. So you can skip through the tracks if you want to as well. So, um, definitely go and check that out. I'll probably be, uh, taking off our little clip from the podcast stream now that, um, that week is over here. So, but, uh, I say, leave it. You say, leave it. I say, kick it. We'll see. We'll we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you guys can swing on over to the MonsterCast at YouTube and check that video out there. Um, I'm sure we posted it on Twitter and Facebook as well. And I think uh, we posted some information on it on Instagram too. So you can also go to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and uh, fi- follow us there. So... Um, so yeah, let's uh, dive in then to um, what what do we have going on this week? We have we've been out for about a week now. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people have wrapped filming the movie. So, man, I hope we get a trailer soon. I'm hoping by Comic Con. I believe that's when they said that it was coming for uh, RZ's Rob Zombie. I don't uh, trust film. anyone. Um, we did get uh, another email from our uh, great Chelsea. Uh, letting I us know um, to to try and reach out, Chelsea. Um, if you haven't received our email yet, we are reaching or trying to, anyways, reach out to some of the um, new cast members, old cast members uh, who are still anyone with who's us. Anyone who's ever been involved. Anyone who's ever been involved with the monsters in any way. I will take the people who wrote the comics for you know the the inkers. <laughs> So, or tracers, or whatever you want to call. <laughs> I love you guys. Pencilists. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't really know much other stuff. I already pitched the socials, so that dirty work's done. Uh, you can also email us to your questions, concerns, or stories about the monsters and your love for the monsters at themonstercast@outlook.com. And um, we can uh, possibly even get you on the show or 
you know, uh, tell your story on the show, anything that you want us to do, just let us know and we can communicate back to you. We're pretty good at answering all emails. So, yeah. Should we jump right into this? Let's jump right on into this. It's been a minute. All right. Season two, episode 10, The Man from Maryland, aired November 18th, 1965, written by James Allerice with Tom Adir and Norm Liebman involved, uh, Mm -hmm. directed by Ezra Stone again. I have a feeling we're going to see his name a lot as we get through this last season. Yeah. Uh, Guests this week, this episode. Uh, 27 and I still do that <laughs> Don Edmonds as Frank Colson who some people may recognize as uh, Nikki D'Angelo from the 1964 to 65 show Broadside uh, he's got a long career uh, he's been a producer director writer production manager stunt man nice. uh, you name it he's probably done it uh, we have Dick Wilson as Al uh, Dave Wilcock as Harry, who was the narrator for Wacky Races. Oh, nice. Uh, he also played Gus Holiday in the Roman Holidays from 1972. Okay. Uh, we have Jackie Coogan Jr. as The Boy. The Boy. Jan Barthel as Linda, who only has three acting credits to her name on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger Perry as Ted Brandy. This guy has been in a lot. We got James uh, Harrigan Jr. from Harrigan and Son from 1960 to 61. Detective Sergeant Jan Kirby in Arrest and Trial, 63 to 64. Major Christopher in Tomorrow is Yesterday Star Trek episode. Mm -hmm. Charles Parker in The Facts of Life. Uh, John Costello in Falcon Crest. So this is a guy that many people may recognize from many different places. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's the 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 guests on here. I was looking at them before um, just watching because I took a lot of uh, notes watching this one. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate a lot of some the guests on here. Um so yeah, uh, are the police guy the guys who played the police in this episode? Were they in another episode as officers as well? Not this one. No. Okay. All right. We've had some recurring police officers, mm-hmm. uh, actors at least. Uh, not in this one though. Okay. Awesome. Uh, is that it then? All right, let's dive into this. So, uh, A Man from Maryland, November 18th, 1965, as Tivis stated, <clears throat> to provide poor, unfortunate Maryland with a future husband, Grandpa tries to turn a frog into a prince. Conveniently, he chooses a nearsighted frog who will not be put off by Maryland's hideous looks. <laughs> okay. So that's the synopsis this uh this one's going for. All right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we open up on Herman spraying spot with flea spray. Yeah. Uh, these fleas are flying around making fly noises, and one of them even tries to escape until Herman sprays it and ignites. Or it ignites. These fleas are like the size of like love bugs. Like they're massive. 
uh, Eddie tells Spot, you know, he's all done and they close the den door. Uh, Lily then comes in to tell Herman that Marilyn is back from the wedding she's attending and a boy drove her home. Mm. Uh, Herman has to go tell him they would love to have him for dinner. Oh. Yeah. So this scene confused me. Because they're, like, making such a big deal about a boy driving her home. They're acting like it's, like, the first time a boy's ever driven Marilyn home. It has been a while. It's been a while. Since I don't we think had Pat a Maryland Priest boyfriend actually, story. Has Pat Priest have had a boyfriend story besides, like, the gold digger one? Uh, there was that creepy dude who was really trying to come on to her. Like, very early in her time coming on. Yeah. That was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than that, I don't think so. Okay. So we go outside. Uh, the guy is very hesitant to come inside and tries to make an excuse to leave when Her- Herman just comes outside and shouts, you know, hello to Marilyn. Yeah. And that they would love to have her boyfriend for dinner. Well, this does not sit well with this guy who suddenly gains the ability to fly. Uh, he goes right over the yeah. fence, uh, straight to this car door and speeds away. Uh, very reminiscent of the first time Herman sees one of Marilyn's uh, boyfriends and he basically does the flip over mm. <laughs> over the wall. So, yeah. Now, I mentioned that this guy was uh, played by Jackie Coogan Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh do you recognize that name at all? No. Well, Je- his father, Jackie Coogan, is Uncle Fester. Is he? Like the from the original Adams Family show. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But uh Oh yeah, Maryland- because of the Coogan law, duh. Like <laughs> Uncle Fester, like the the hit him, uh the guy who played Uncle Fester created the coogan law basically which helped child actors and stuff like that which um was cool because when butch met him like they had a a conversation about it because it really helped butch's financial stuff too because the coogan law is to help uh child actors make sure that they don't you know get all their money taken oh i didn't know that that's cool or or it's at least part of it i should say (laughs) uh Let's see. Uh, Marilyn, you know, is in tears asking what's wrong with her. And Lily and Grandpa come out after hearing this commotion. Uh, Herman tells them that uh, she scared off another one. Lily says this is the fourth wedding she's attended this month. Always. A- I'm going to sneeze. Oh, instead of a gun allergies. Uh, this is the fourth wedding she's attended this month. Sorry, listeners. Always a bridesmaid and never a bride. Yeah. Uh, Herman wonders what frightened her mother so bad before her birth. <laughs> um, Grandpa says he found the perfect husband for her, and uh, Herman asks where he is, and Grandpa says, "In the lab." So, and away they go. <laughs> so before we before we do this like whole thing, because then they go down to to the credits after this, right? Yeah. Before that. So what do you think about them going back to like Marilyn's looks? Because they're already like dissing her and stuff like that. Oh, again, like we've had a few uh, good know, episodes where she was kind of like Lily's companion, and then yeah. now we're back to, oh, you're it's the ugly just, duckling. 
I don't know. It, it's it's it it grades. Yeah. I mean, for a family that's supposed to be all about you know what's on the inside, right. they are very judgmental of Marilyn. This episode too, you really see their very conservative side as well. <laughs> it was some stuff, so that's uh, interesting. Um, but uh, before we move along, I, I do want to tell just a little history since we were already talking about the Coogan Law. Because I looked it up because I wasn't sure on the exact amount, but the Jackie Coogan law was to ensure um, child actors would have at least 15% of their earnings set aside in a trust so that their parents and shit couldn't just blow all their money. Um, I believe uh, the one girl from iCarly recently talked about it like she's still her mom somehow like got all of her Coogan money somehow and shit, too. So, really? so there are things that probably still need fixed within that law. But, um, but yeah, Uncle Fester helped save a lot of kids some money, child actors. So that's good. Speaking of Kai Carly, that new show, if you haven't checked it out, I would recommend it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we cut down to the lab where yep. uh, Herman is getting impatient about meeting Marilyn's fiance. They move quick with this episode for Marilyn. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I honestly he- thought we were going to get, because there's some parts that come up, and I was like, awesome, Marilyn's going to have like her own full-on episode. But no, it's not. That, that yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Grandpa Herman episode again. <laughs> um, Herman demands him toot sweet, which is a phrase I could not pass up saying. Uh, Grandpa presents a frog and Herman is confused. Uh, Grandpa explains he will turn it into a prince. Uh, Herman says the flaw in his plan is when the prince sees the princess. Yeah. Grandpa's like, well, that's why I picked a nearsighted. <laughs> oh. I'm nearsighted, listeners, and it sucks. <laughs> so... Uh, let's see. The, the family is, uh, you know, coming down the stairs, uh, ready to go to the drive-in. Uh, I love the drive-in. Oh, my God. I Not yet, are they? Yeah. Because the, f- the fly stuff has to happen with the frog first. It's coming up. Okay. Um, yeah, I love the drive-in. My dream yeah. would be if this movie comes out before it gets cold in Ohio so I could go watch it at the drive-in. Is your guys' drive-in still open there? The, oh, yeah. the big one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a plot of land here that looks like it used to be a drive-in that I've been, like, debating on just buying and turning back into a drive-in because I live in Florida, so a drive-in would work almost year-round. Yeah, you got it all, yeah. <laughs> That's, Ohio is actually home to the most drive-ins in the country mm. at this point, I think, and yeah. I believe I read that fact. Uh, it it's, makes me so happy that they're, they're still here. they're still working, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sundance Kid, shout out. Love that place. We used to do car shows there all the time. My family put them on. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Herman asks where Marilyn is, and Elizabeth says she's staying home to study. Uh, Herman then makes a joke about how soon things will be jumping around here, and Lily is naturally confused by this weird statement that just left his mouth. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Herman says, you know, he'll tell her later before heading to the lab to get Grandpa. Yeah. And then this is where Grandpa's like mixing up his little potion thing. And Herman's like, well, how on earth are you going to get the frog to take it? There's another hiccup yeah. in your plan. Yeah. So He's Gran- like, <laughs> Grandpa's like, I'm going to turn it into a fly. I was like, okay. And then this is where I was starting to think, are we going to get like a f- the fly movie reference like oh. from back in the 50s? <laughs> I was like, that would be awesome. I don't know if Universal owned that one. I think that they did, though. Um, but that would have been cool. But no, then they have like Grandpa tells Herman to hold the, the vial of, of it's liquid. A it's a what? It's Fox. F- the fly was Fox. Oh no! Wait, that's the seventies one. Yeah, yeah, the fifties one is also Fox. Also, Disney owns it. Oh no, that could be a horrible <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So, so Herman's holding the the vial with the stuff in it, and Grandpa's like does his whatever and turns it into this giant fly, <laughs> like, like a horse fly almost, and um. It just sits there, and then it finally flies up. This whole time this scene is going on, Herman's mouth is wide open. I so thought the fly was going to go into Herman. Oh, that would have been good. I was like, wait, is there... Because Herman's just like, oh... And he's like, watch it with his mouth open. And I I wonder if they set that up to, like, trick the audience thinking that's what was going to happen at that time, you know? But I don't know how, how well they were aware of their show back in the 60s so I'm, and the I'm whole gonna time say yes. herman is telling grandpa to get a move on he wants to watch the porky pig cartoon yeah and he he'll be so upset if he doesn't get there when it starts because he won't be able to follow the story oh no he says and i quote um so he's like Come on, Grandpa. I want to go see the Cowboys and Indians. I don't want to miss the massacre. I was like, oh, man, that's dark. Yeah, that's after all this. Uh, Yeah. I was like, damn. The frog eats the fly. It explodes. No prince. Yeah. And Grandpa's like, well, at least I cured the warts. Yep, it cleared the warts on the frog. So now he has a cure for warts. He should just hold on to that. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. So at this point, Herman storms off talking. He wants what doesn't want to miss the massacre. Yeah. Oh, Too bad Grandpa oh doesn't write down his notes of what his potions have in them. Well, he does remember, and then he burns them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Grandpa seals the frog back in the jar, and then after he leaves, the frog manages to leap out, which. Mm. If you're, if you're thinking this frog's going to turn into a person, putting it back in a jar is not a good idea. Well, I think he, it was a failed. He thought it was automatically a failed experiment. So he's putting it back in the jar to try and work on it later. I don't think he was like hoping it was like going to incubate and turn into Even a frog. Still, <laughs> a I mean, there's a chance this could be a person. Uh, I'm just curious why he didn't have a better, tighter lid on that thing. Also, it was a glass container, and he just put a lid on it that had no holes in it. That frog was going to die. <laughs> like, what, what's going on? Yeah. There was no airflow and nothing in that whole thing. So Marilyn is on the phone with Lily, and Lily yep. 
says it's pretty dead at the drive-in. Uh, Herman got out for hot dogs and half the audience left, yeah. which actually is a callback. There is a very early episode where they mention going to the drive-in and people leaving every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily then tells her not to let anyone into the house, which... You know, naturally, uh, the long haired weirdos who shouldn't be allowed out these days freak her out. And then she also mentions that the massacre was kind of boring. They used all fake blood. Yeah. Grandpa, Grandpa noticed can, immediately. Grandpa knows immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh, well, she uh, <laughs> she's talking about the weirdo still. She's like, the only way to tell the difference between the boys and girls is during intermission. I don't know what that joke was. I was. But conf- I can take a guess. <laughs> I, I don't. But like for the boys and girls in the cars, or in the movie, I was confused by like what she was referencing because in the cars, or just in general, in the cars, I understand probably because they're all just banging, <laughs> so like you don't know who's who. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Marilyn says that, you know, she'll go lock herself in her room immediately. So don't worry, which you don't need to lock yourself in your room. I don't understand why they were so worried about somebody like coming into their house. Like they never worried about it before. And Marilyn's been home plenty of times by herself. She's she's answered doors for strangers and been like, oh, yeah, Uncle Herman's not here yet. So come back. Think about most of the people that have come into their house. Herman has not been pleased with anyone who, you know. Practically anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Marilyn's in her room and the doorknob falls out. Uh, she tries to put it back in when the other side falls out. Uh, she then has this great mimic of Herman's darn, darn, darn. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Uh, she then tries to get it open with her fingers. And so like a callback to grandpa. Uh, what's that? Like a callback to grandpa using his finger to open the door. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, I real quick because we are in uh, Marilyn's room here now. Is it me or did her room get brighter and bigger than last time we were in it? It wasn't this bright before. It seemed maybe a lot, this is just set during the day, and last one was at night. Maybe no, because they bust through the window. Herman busts through the window, and it was daytime. And that was that Marilyn's room. I thought that was like. Yeah, that was Marilyn's room. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's a lot, like, more, um, I don't know, cozier and and prettier looking and stuff than what we previously had seen. Uh, We'll have to take take that trip down to friggin' Texas (laughs) and look at that house sometime. Oh, I wonder how they have her room, yeah. Dude, if Rob Zombie built the one house to, like, be livable in that he's using, he should totally rent it out as an Airbnb. Like a bed and breakfast type thing. That'd be awesome. Yeah, might as well. And honestly, because he... Universal, because Rob Zombie actually built the house, you better do more than one movie, by the way. Just saying. I, I'd or, be down. Or, just or he built it with his own money, and it's his. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just asked not to make them all three hours. Uh, <laughs> that's so, rumored. Uh, that's rumored. That's still not. You know. Oh, I thought that was confirmed. I, was it confirmed? 
I don't know. I thought so. All I right. don't know. It's hard to keep well, let's track. Let's not make this podcast three hours. So let's. Go. <laughs> All right. So we cut the outside. There are two guys who are admiring the house for its gothic historic build. Yeah. Uh, one of them is clearly into architecture. Uh, they say uh, the gazebo is weird. Mm. Sure. The All gazebo. Right. One dude is a, a oh, for, in freak. the back. He said, let's go and see. Go in the back. He wanted to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Assuming well, I, there's a gazebo there already, like <laughs> one dude is freaked out and just kind of bolts. And this is at the point where Marilyn comes out uh, onto her balcony, uh, calling for help. So now we know which room is hers from the outside. Yeah, which also uh, looks like the exact same placement where they had the police officer staying when he was undercover. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Maybe she moved into the guest room. Oh maybe. Uh, let's see. Oh, the the guy who is still admiring the house yeah. uh, sticks her. around long enough to notice her and responds. Uh, she tells him that she needs help and that she's locked in. Okay. Uh, First of all, this is a starting point. You know, a creepy looking house, hot little like you know white girl screaming for help. This is like a a. a uh, Jordan Peele movie, like starting. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is, that's how they all start out. Or, or should. Yeah. I was like, this so, is just a, a Jordan Peele movie. He's going to die. <laughs> so, uh, this dude, now, na- naturally, Marilyn leaves out a lot of details while talking to this guy. Yeah. Uh, and well, he, she, he does, she doesn't get a chance. He automatically assumes that she's locked in there because it's oh, a creepy looking house. She has a chance and she chooses not to say the word she needs to say. But uh But yeah, that wouldn't so work she, for the story, Timis. <laughs> she he scales the balcony. She tells him it's the first time in ages that they have gone out and she didn't know what else to do. Uh, yeah. He confirms his suspicion, asking when they will be back. <laughs> this could have all been easily resolved by simply saying my family went out. Yeah. But uh, he then tries to tackle the door, uh, manages to open it, and she thanks him. But the door creaks open downstairs. <laughs> they are home. What will they think when they see him? Which is weird. He says, like, what is what is she meaning? <laughs> Well, there's a strange guy in the house. She's unmarried. It's the 60s. People are judgmental. Uh, they want her to be with somebody. They don't care. I don't think they care anymore. In the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says he'll take care of that. Uh, just say your family, Marilyn. Yeah. So he creeps towards the balcony with this cool shot of the family filing in from the door from mm-hmm. upstairs. And the guy is confused by what he sees. And uh, so are the family at the sight of him because they notice him standing there. Yeah. And they start running up and he's like, nope. And he he bolts it into a room, leaps off the balcony saying he's going to find help. He, he <laughs> And he shuts the door, too, and makes sure that Marilyn's in the room. And then he, he jumps <laughs> he off. He like locks her back in there. And then. Then Herman just opens the door up. I'm like, wait, how did he just open the door? Well, he's got, you know, the strength of how many men. How just... did he get anything to 
unlatch the door. Oh, I'm sure he probably just broke it. He put his finger in the hole and just yanked. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad you have found restraint. Finally, after 27 episodes. <laughs> oh, so, uh, yeah. Hermit enters the room and he's like, who was that strange guy who was in this room? Yeah. Uh, you know, when we weren't home. Uh, Marilyn tells him her side of the story, which is how this dude rescued her like a prince from a fairy tale. And he hopped up onto the deck and, you know, hopped up onto the uh, balcony. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Lily asks uh, where he is now. And Marilyn says he leaped from the balcony. Uh, He didn't want to embarrass her, she thinks. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa and Herman exchange a look of overjoyed at the thought that their frog changed while they were gone. They rush out of the room, uh, leaving Marilyn confused and Lily telling her to ignore them, which (laughs) I'm sure is a daily occurrence. Because at this point, even Lily still doesn't know, correct, about the frog. No, No, she has no idea. Yeah. So... Outside, uh, the guy is being uh, held a prisoner by Spot <laughs> as uh, Herman and Grandpa descend upon him with a net menacingly. I, I'm really happy they're using Spot more. It's like, I mean, you guys paid to build those pieces of him. You might as well use him. Yeah. So. And, and how he's being held is basically Spot sat on him and pinned him to the fence. Yeah. <laughs> And he's not freaking out about the dragon that hasn't pinned against the fence. No, he's more worried. A little worried bit, but I think more so the two really weird scary guys. looking people like stalking at him with the, the shot of them walking at him. I love how they're making use of their horror you know, yeah. origins <laughs> recently. Yeah. They're definitely playing more into the horror like themes, I guess. With and the it, camera angles that they use with Grandpa and Herman, oh yeah, for sure. It, it goes real horror, this one. Kind of like the cop episode. They're, they're in the basement singing away as they tie... Uh, oh, this is the way to tie a knot. As he's being bound to the table, pleading to let me let yeah. go, or for them to let Marilyn go. Well, he always... They, it's funny. They, they like, are making fun of him and yet... Um, complimenting him when they catch him too because they throw a net over him and they're like oh look he's so scared and he's like oh he turned out pretty good looking and he's like this and I was like are you guys complimenting him one time and then like dissing on him next it's like come on what uh, they refuse to let Marilyn go because it takes two to tango and grandpa calls him ungrateful (laughs) Uh, Herman asks Grandpa if maybe they should talk this over with Marilyn. And Grandpa says, don't be stupid, stupid. (laughs) Just get it over with. But in the end, they decide to go actually talk to Marilyn about her future. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just marrying her off. Maybe maybe they should meet again. They should meet again before they get married. (laughs) (laughs) And then we go up and Lily's like putting a, a wedding gown on Marilyn. Well, hold on. Before they leave, Herman makes a comment about, are you sure that frog is nearsighted? Because he seems awfully scared to get married. <laughs> and uh, Eddie, Eddie goes down into the lab with Wolf Wolf as after they come up. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, now we're at uh, Marilyn getting fitted with a black bridal gown as Marilyn is extremely confused by this. Lily is fast. <laughs> you met a guy, you're going to get married. Uh, but then we get Eddie down in the lab. I mean, talking it, would to the explain, guy. it would explain how she got with Herman then. <laughs> she was just like, we need to get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Eddie's, you know, hey, are you one of my grandpa's friends? Because they're the only ones who he lets play in the lab, which is a concerning line when you think about it. Why? We know he has bodies. Does he just kidnap random people and put them in the lab for a while? Yes, to this. The guy's like, hey, you want to help me play a trick on your grandpa? Release me. release <laughs> the, the friend and he's like mm, all right grabs a machete and begins cutting in the least effective spot possible as the guy freaks out all he literally had to do was pull the the string the rope part <laughs> that was sticking out and it would have unknotted because of the way they the, the type of knot that they did so i was just like wait what, what are you doing kid I, I appreciate the guy being scared though because i mean it's a small child with a sharp knife yeah. Uh, so Herman and Grandpa least, join Lily was, singing. If this was Pilot Eddie, he would have just chewed the chewed the ropes. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That's foaming at the mouth. He probably got rabies at this point. So uh, Herman and Grandpa join Lily singing the wedding march. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn is getting really annoyed by everything that is going on, and uh, Herman says uh lily has done wonders she looks almost presentable (laughs) grandpa hits him in the ribs and tells him that they should uh talk it over with her before uh they marry her which yes yes you should maybe (laughs) uh marilyn is just plain shocked that she realized that they're forcing her to get married and herman is just happy to get rid of her (laughs) Not only is he, like, happy to get rid of her, I'm like, uh, what are their plans? Like, is she going to move out then? Is you know, Do you even know this guy's financial stability? Can he even afford? I don't think Herman cares, which is uh, uncharacteristic to him. Yeah. Every so, time they do the whole Marilyn needs a guy thing, it always gets weird. Well, we're uh, speaking of weird. We got another scene with Eddie here. Yeah. Uh, Eddie sa- tells the guy that that was fun after they exit the trap door. And he's like, what's next? He tells Eddie to go to bed and he's going to run out the door. And Eddie is upset, asking if he's trying to get him to go to bed. And he's like, no, I just want to get through that door right there. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, okay, but you got to kiss Wolf Wolf goodnight. And he's like, no, thank you. And he says, well, then kiss me goodnight, which is weird. It's a strange dude. Uh, so he grabs Wolf Wolf, kisses it, rushes out the door. Yeah. Did you see uh, the way he looked at Wolf Wolf, though, when Eddie started untying him and he put Wolf Wolf up by his head? He already <laughs> looked scared. Also, I want a Wolf Wolf doll. Yeah, I, he can go next I have to a Chucky feeling that here. They're gonna come back once this movie's out. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I didn't even think of that. Hell yeah, uh, they're gonna merchandise the hell out of this movie. Maybe and so they should. 
I'm I'm still annoyed that it might just be going to streaming because I want to see this in theater. You know, it might be doing a, a hybrid release. I don't know. Being see. in Florida, you have more of a chance to watch this in a theater than I do. Well, maybe. Um. Oh yeah, because you guys have a lot less crap. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I forgot what the rest of the world is like. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So they go back to the lab and the guy is gone, but they find the frog on the floor and they're like, well, crap, grandpa, you screwed this up. (laughs) They put the frog back in the jar and go to look at his book to figure out what went wrong. Where was this giant toad the entire time before? (laughs) Just on the floor. They just didn't look down. I'm surprised Herman didn't step on it. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Grandpa's like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm, I'll figure it out. Yeah, he goes <laughs> back to the book, starts looking through. Uh, the guy has managed to get to the cops and his friend is back with him. They're backing him up. He's like, you need to go check this place out. There are freaky people there holding a woman hostage. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I'm curious, how is the cops not have an entire cabinet of files on this family yet? I don't know, because <laughs> they've been called several times out yeah, there. Yeah, they've been involved. He's even been part of the police force. Part of the police force. They've called in. Well, I mean, they did call in several crimes, too. Yeah. So, and, and they've had people arrested, just not like, yeah, I don't know. They should really be on like Herman a watch has gone list. missing quite a few times. Maybe the police department, you know, uh, pushed it on to the FBI and the FBI is watching them. It's, they're, or, on the, they're on the FBI watch list. <laughs> or remember the one guy who told his boss about Herman got sent to Arizona. Maybe he just keeps replacing police. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Uh, I forgot about that dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Herman is a, you know, consoling Marilyn about how her prince will return one day. He hopes. Uh, (laughs) Lily tells her to keep her beautiful dress in her hope chest to keep it lasting. Hopefully. Herman tells her he lined it with the same stuff they used from the parlor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he even used it to line their Forever Yours model. Oh, I'm sorry. Their work uses it to line the Forever Yours yeah, model. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Marilyn tells them to relax. Uh, she's already surrounded with enough love and says goodnight to them both. I'm like, yeah, you should feel like, ass, uh, like an ass now, Herman, but he doesn't. <laughs> I, I don't think they give a crap. No, they don't. They just want they don't. to wet her off before she becomes a spinster. Do they? <sighs> but the how old is she a, supposed to be? She's still in her 20s, right? Yeah, she's still real young. She's still in college. Well, I mean, not in the 60s. They were. Well, we were starting to get away from that in the 60s. Wedding off super young. 60s, 70s. This is pushing towards the 70s, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when that trend ended, but thank God it did. <laughs> Let people find their own, you know, uh, spouse. Don't meddle. So, uh, 
yeah, the cops have arrived at this point and they're continuing to make fun of this guy yeah. as they're like knocking on the door. And then they get real nervous after hearing the loud bangs. I'm like, oh, what if someone actually answers? <laughs> and then Lily comes to the door and well, they're dude, like, hey, this- uh, so we got a report <laughs> of someone being held prisoner uh, in a dungeon with a mad scientist. This we kind of next- have to check this out. Yeah. <laughs> This whole like sequence here with these officers is it's funny. Um, <laughs> Lily goes, "Oh, that must have been my niece's prince." Yeah. <laughs> they well, How oh. did you know he was? Be- what? <laughs> so uh, they're like shocked at her like admitting to this, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, uh, he jumped out of the wedding last minute." <laughs> So she escorts them to the lab to chat with Grandpa. The cops enter the lab and Grandpa's like thinking at Herman. He's like, you know, I have it. Uh, and then he realizes, oh, no, this is their cops. He's like, oh, yeah. put me down for two tickets to the policeman's ball. Who's he taking? Apparently he does that. He, he, he works with the police officer office department a lot because he's like, is it, is it the ball time already? Yeah. Uh, or, or is Grandpa kind of like, um, like a Dexter or a Hannibal? So he's like trying to stay good with the police department, so they don't catch him doing his bad yeah, things. That's I think they're like he's bribing them to take a blind eye to his <sighs> missing persons activities. <laughs> uh, you know, the cops are like, you know, hey, what what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm making a fiance for my niece. What what kind of question is that? You know, is this some are are is, you some kind of nut or something? <laughs> They're like, did oh, you yeah, have a guy does, tied up down here? He does say grandpa does say niece and it's not his niece. It's his granddaughter. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a line that got screwed up. Did, is that like on anything? Because I noticed that I was like, wait, you're. That's yeah, not your yeah niece. people noticed. Did they? OK. Yeah. Uh so they're like hey did you have a guy tied up down here and grandpa's like yes <laughs> real excited like yeah it was weird but the bum double crossed him and changed back into a frog and that's when this, that's when the, uh, the one officer's like okay i think we should go yeah <laughs> like, he's, he, he's um, seen enough he's ready to leave yeah and he's like as they're leaving grandpa's like i'll see you at the dance <laughs> And the one guy's like, "What? Why are we going?" He's like, "Dude, this is like a fraternity thing." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like these people are dressed up. It's some kind of initiation. Like, yeah. He's like, "It's they a think weird they're being frat. messed with." And, so, and then <laughs> they go back upstairs. This to, is so wrong to Lily. And there's like, "Oh, yes, ma'am. Oh, you have a great makeup job." And she's like, "I haven't, I haven't worn makeup in." years like and this is following how she was just gushing oh she's like she's so thankful for their service and how they do a great yeah. job with the then protecting them and and then they're, they're like uh and then herman comes down and they're like oh he's the best of them all right now and they say hi and stuff and the the last thing they say to lily is like all right thank you sir or yeah, dude or fella. Ma- fella yeah i was like wow <laughs> She that's, takes that one badly too. The look up. on her face. Yeah. Well, no, because the, uh, they they say that, but then like the officer touches her in a way that she didn't like, 
and she vocalizes that to Herman. Yeah, Herman comes down. He's like, "It's so nice to have intelligent cops like that around." And Lily's like, "I didn't like him getting fresh with me." Yeah, and Herman's like, "Well, I could understand why." And he's standing behind her, and I'm wondering, like, yeah, she's like, "I can't blame him." She 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 stops and is like. Well, and like has him walk ahead of her. So I'm wondering yeah, she's if like, like acting all mad about it, and <laughs> she smirks yeah. behind his back. Like <laughs> that was that was like his punishment. He didn't get to see her swing her hips while she walks up the stairs. So yeah, she gets a smile on her face at the <laughs> yeah. com- compliment he just gave. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it, it was a great. That's a great scene. I, like, I really thought when, this was going to be a really. Maryland heavy episode but it really wasn't you know like no. it, the whole story's based around her but we didn't get as much of Pat Priest as I thought we would oh. well we still have the epilogue here yeah 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 go on <laughs> but uh I, I really enjoy like the scenes with like that really show the relationship between Lily and Herman mm-hmm. more so than the fighting we've been getting this season like I know couples fight Anyone who's been in a long-lasting relationship knows this, but they've been getting out of control. Yeah. Uh, so Marilyn is walking with her friend outside of a store, and they pass by the guy that helped her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, hey, where did you run to? And he tells her she has no idea what he went through being tied up by those creatures. And she's like, creatures? She instantly gets mad at this. She's like, those creatures creatures they're my family i love that she gets mad at the fact that he says creatures talking about her family but not the fact that her family tied him up yeah <laughs> and he's like you better uh behave and he's like in disbelief yeah. as Marilyn storms off and he bloody and- asks him why he would pass up a woman at like that and he's, he's- like anyone who lives with monsters and yeah. covers up for them must be a kook. That's that. That's mm, I didn't like that line, but um, her friend also says to her, "Why'd you blow basically blow him off and stuff?" He seemed kind of nice. I was like, there was nothing nice about that interaction. <laughs> like, where did you get the whole? I think she's just talking about his face, <laughs> right? I, I, <laughs> I was just like, what? Where did you get nice from this whole interaction at all? Like, there's yeah. no nice she's to like, it. <laughs> Anyone who makes up stories about her family is not right for her. Yeah. It's, it, this is such a shame because his interest in like old architecture would go so well with the family. And it, it's, Herman and Grandpa screwed this up so bad. She might have actually found the perfect guy for her, but we'll never know because uh, Herman and Lily descend the stairs as Grandpa calls out for them. Uh, Grandpa says the frog escaped after taking the potion again, and Lily is upset that her future nephew would end up as someone's lunch because they had explained to her what's going on at this point. Yeah. Uh, she opens the door and calls for the others to hurry up. Grandpa uh, sees Marilyn with her friend and thinks the frog is a girl now because <laughs> clearly Marilyn doesn't have a life outside the house. And, and yeah. Grandpa uh, asks Herman to catch him as he faints. Uh, Herman does not. And Grandpa ends up with the frog bowl stuck on his head. Can we see Marilyn as a lesbian, though, in like the new movie? It would make 100 percent, you know, uh, 
it would make more sense as to why she can't hold down a guy. I mean, in the long run. Besides her family, it's the family. Yeah, but, I know. I but, mean, I yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that would be the only way that she wouldn't have them scared away because you would think that you know they'd be at the house more and stuff. Yeah, it's. I'm more concerned with her just being in the film at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As of right now, they haven't announced her yet. Unless or Pat Eddie. Priest, unless Pat Priest is reprising the role and they're just doing her older. Yeah. Which they haven't said what her role is. Which right. I'm hoping. Come on. Bring Peck. Like, oh, please. <laughs> but they haven't said Butch Patrick is in it. Right. And we know he has to be. There's no way they don't ask him to be in it. Right. Especially because him and Rob Zombie are buddy buddies. Mm-hmm. So awesome, man. So trivia, I guess. Yeah. Uh, before we give our thoughts, uh, Fred Gwynn wrote a children's book called Pond Larker, which spoofed the story of the Frog Prince. I really hope I typed that right, because that doesn't sound like the correct title. <laughs> um, there's a reference to the Green Giant. When uh, one mm-hmm. of the cops is uh, uh, talking about uh, some kind of can of canned peas. I don't remember this. It's been a while since I watched <laughs> this one. Sorry. Uh, and grandpa, you know, we already talked about this one. Grandpa accidentally called his granddaughter his niece. Mm. So. OK. Another. Uh what do you think about this? I actually really like this episode. From the two episodes that we watched this week, I enjoyed this one more. Um, <laughs> first, a lot of reasons. We'll, we'll talk about the next episode. But uh, I enjoyed this episode very much. I didn't think I was going to as they were reverting back to the whole Marilyn's disgusting, Marilyn needs a man thing, stuff like that. <laughs> Um, yeah. Because I really feel that part goes against like a lot of the famous quotes taken out of context from the show that the uh, people elements. use. Yeah. Um, so I I wasn't sure about it, but the way that it was handled in this episode, I really enjoyed um, because we got to see a lot more uh, antics from Grandpa. Um, yeah, I just I really liked the way it was set up i i also really enjoyed this one um i hope to god this is the last we get of Marilyn's uh courting mm. uh journey but uh you know for what it was it was really good i, I loved the fact that <laughs> we got more uh kind of horror elements added into the oh, characters yeah. Uh, the shot from the balcony down to the front door. That was a nice touch. Getting different shots is always cool inside the house, too. Um, yeah, not especially only f- from areas we've seen a hundred times by now. Right. Or I guess 48 times exact. Plus, it also <laughs> helps like fans and stuff build actual replicas of the house. Mm-hmm. You get That's more- how that one in Texas got made. They watched like all of these episodes. Yeah. And because there's no no one ever released the blueprints for this house. So yeah. they had to make it up themselves by watching and trying to piece it together. 
honestly, it's for for a lot of set houses, though, a lot of things are moving and their walls move and stuff like that. So I'm not sure I mean, how we, the houses on that back lot are. I'm not sure if they were like fully built houses or just like stage houses. Um, I've never been to that back lot for Universal. I've been to the one in Florida, but that one's in California, I believe. Where this was shot, because it's the same where uh uh, Desperate Housewives and the Burbs. If anyone's ever watched the Burbs, yeah, I'm actually that. sad that the house hasn't been used since Desperate Housewives. I don't think that whole neighborhood really has anything that I can think of. I'm surprised they didn't use it for uh, WandaVision. That whole neighborhood, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I really enjoyed that one. All right. So right. what are we on to now? Herman's driving test. Yep. Uh, season two, episode 11. Herman's driving test aired November 25th, 1965, written by Dick Conway, uh, with Norm Liebman and Ed Haas uh, involved, uh, directed by Ezra Stone. Guests include Charles Ruggles. Yeah, Charles Ruggles as Charlie Wiggins, uh, mm. who has a very very yeah. long career uh charlie ruggles uh played himself in the ruggles which aired in uh, 1949 mm-hmm. one of the first live shows to originate from hollywood rather than new york and very very few episodes of it survive mm-hmm. uh the, he also played uh lowell redlings farqueer farqueer fakir I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm bad with names. In three episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies, uh, we have Erwin Charon as Mr. Howell, who you may remember as Lester. Okay. Yeah, he's back. Okay. We have Francis de Sales, which is their actual name, as Mr. Foster. And uncredited, we have Mel Blanc back as the Raven because mm. I feel like he deserves credit. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just want to point out Charles uh, also was in Bewitched. I don't know if you had said that one. I didn't hear you say that. I did not. I did, like, he's had such a long career. I didn't want to take up too much time naming right. everything. Um, but oh man, he's, he's one of his longer running shows uh, was the Red Skeleton Red oh. Skeleton Hour uh, he was on and uh, he played several different characters on that and that is an awesome show if people haven't watched that before it's from the 50s early 60s I think um, so yeah there's that's a good that's a good comedy show to watch if you haven't watched it uh, yeah so Go on. Didn't want synopsis time. Synopsis time. So it's my turn to go on. All right. Herman's driving test, November twenty fifth, nineteen sixty five. I feel like we were just in November not that long ago, too, with the first season. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, as Tim has previously stated, anyways, Herman gets promoted to a hearse driver and has to renew his driver's license. This requires him to take a road test, which he flunks. Grandpa convinces him that he would have better luck taking the test in a one-horse town. That's actually a pretty good synopsis. I like that one. 
Yes, it is. So we open with Lily playing the organ as Grandpa tunes it for her. Uh, she with tries them. the keys out. What? Oh, go on. Oh, she tries the keys out and uh, destroys the windows and blows the feathers off the raven. Uh, Herman walks in announcing himself and Grandpa says, big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I he like what... prances around. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's walking around both of them and they're, he's being ignored again. Uh, like he was a couple episodes ago and he's like, well, are either one of you going to congratulate him? And he's like, for what? <laughs> Herman's like, I got a promotion. Herman, you got to lead with that, dude. Yeah. Like people so, uh, are supposed to know right away. <laughs> yeah. Lily's like excited and proud. And even grandpa looks happy. <laughs> As, grandpa, that's because uh, there's more money in the house. And grandpa, <laughs> yeah. grandpa just cares about the money. And Herman's people. going uh, through his wallet. I forget why. <laughs> but as he's doing that, Lily notices that his license is expired uh, 20 years ago. 20 years. Yeah. Um, he's I been driving be that more. car. <laughs> I mean, that means he he's a good. Raced. That means he's a good driver, though, because he hasn't gotten pulled over or anything and been told that. <laughs> He also yeah. helped like bank robbers, didn't he? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he crashed that car, but he was under duress. I guess he could say they still would ask for your license. Yeah, but I don't think you're going to get ticketed if you're being forced to drive. They would still ask for your license and find out he doesn't have a license. He, he might have forgot. He's not bright, but <laughs> she goes, he needs to fix this for his new job. Uh, as the hearse driver and Lily tells him to start studying now Herman says for an experienced driver this will be no problem which I dare any driver to go back and try to retake that test the change we have shit learned all the time. so many shortcuts trying to do it by the book in front with those cops nerve wracking <laughs> I don't know this from experience before anyone asks but Remember, if there's white around the stop sign, that doesn't mean you have to stop. <laughs> oh, people, I love Timus's expression for that one. He's still confused. <laughs> That's not a real thing, by the way. Oh, that thank God. I'm like, please tell me you're not going to get us in any legal trouble. That's not real. <laughs> do not do that. That's just something stupid people say because they don't want to stop at stop signs. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, I hope some kid yeah. wasn't listening to this on the way to take their driver's test. <laughs> Uh, he then makes some hand gestures and uh, destroys the organ, causing a mirror to break. And it's been a while since a mirror broke. Oh, no, not even that before. OK, so as they're tuning the piano, you forgot this part. Like she blows out this like random sound and Charlie, the uh, raven, pops out and all of his feathers are. Oh, no, I said that. Did you? Yeah, she blows out the windows and the feathers on the raven. Oh, okay, I just didn't hear the name Charlie. Okay, that's right. And I didn't say his name. I forgot his name was Charlie. That was like their go-to name for everything. 
the brother yeah, it seemed like it yeah maybe he named it after his brother because the he raven is it. so annoying <laughs> oh nice i like that one uh, so uh yeah he's doing hand signals when are indicators added to cars as a standard uh, i have a note here to look this up <laughs> no clue all right turn like I turns to look this up <laughs> i'm gonna continue are you looking it up yeah all right so grandpa comes in asking uh this must be later in the day uh grandpa comes in asking when dinner is ready and she says as soon as herman gets home uh he says he has stuff drying in the lab turn signals were added on automobiles in 1909 the click wasn't added until 1930 but with herman's vehicle as a mashup of two he might just do that anyways. Remember, he is 150 some years old now. Yeah, it might be habit. But honestly, they're good things to know because you can also do them on uh, bikes Motorcycles and let drivers and know what like you're that. doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, he says he's got stuff drying in the lab. Oh, flashing uh, turn signals weren't introduced till 1920. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's interesting. Uh, Marilyn asks if uh, if it will spoil, and he says he hopes so. Mm. I don't want to know what he has down there. So uh, they're worried that Herman will get his license renewed. Yeah. But Herman comes in, and they ask how his test was. Uh, he ignores that until Lily gets pissed at him. Uh, he excitedly says he got one right. She gets the entire, or I'm sorry, the entire family gets mad at him now. Mm. Uh, he then te- uh, looks at the plant with eggs on it saying eggplant is his favorite uh, he tosses one of the eggs in the air and it, it cracks open letting a chick loose uh, it's such a cute little chick too yeah he seems happy with the result so they're gonna eat you just that got chick. some chickens they're going to eat that chicken live <laughs> oh yeah yep yeah wait till the when we talk about next week uh <laughs> Eddie is opening the den to feed Spot a giant can of uh, food again, which we saw earlier, like way back in season one. When Lily comes and telling him to be quiet, Herman's studying in the dungeon. Uh, She then asks what he plans to do with the can opener. And he's like, well, I'm going to feed Spot like they do on Lassie. She's like, she smiles at him like, you, you dumb, dumb child. That's not necessary. She tosses the can in and Spot eats the whole thing. She closes the door. But they feed him hubcaps. He's going to eat a can of food. Grandpa is trying to perform an eye test on Herman, but Herman is instead reading the lines like a book. Uh, Grandpa's like, you're not supposed to do that. But clearly your eyes are working. <laughs> we mean reading the lines like a book. Like when he's reading that. the letters as if they were a word. OK, that's what you mean. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for someone to do that, by the way. I, I doubt you. Look, DMVs aren't known for their humor, but you might get a chuckle out of one of those. All right, let me try. Like dead inside people. <laughs> All right, here is here's one here. Just make it big. E. Fp. Pause. Lipid. Fast. 
Sound like you're cursing someone. Fellow Or failing to speak French. Deaf. Deaf Potek. Ooh, that sounds very Klingon. Deaf Potek. That sounds very. You just sound like you're spouting a curse, dude. Or you're speaking in reverse. One of the two. And the last line is. I I want the listeners who aren't watching the video to know. He had to lean in to read the last line instead of Zoom okay. blowing up the picture on his computer. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> First um, of all, my computer, my monitor is split screen right now, so I can still see you. And second of all, the image is like smaller than my phone. <laughs> so so uh, Grandpa then asked him a question about, you know, when nearing a school bus letting children off, what do you do? And Herman says he stops and waves at the kids, sometimes making faces and neat stuff like that. And Herman, you will be locked up so fast if you were around today. Uh Herman should have been locked up when he was taking a random kid back to his house. Yeah, so he decides uh, (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Grandpa asks him a different question. Herman answers uh, incorrectly. Yeah, Grandpa says you only do that in California. I don't remember what the question is. Also, they are in California. I was going to say they're in California. So uh, Grandpa then shows him a drawing of an intersection with a circle being uh, his car and an X being a pedestrian. He's like, what do you do in this situation? Herman then draws an X. Grandpa counters with a circle. They proceed to play tic-tac-toe until Herman wins. Uh, (laughs) uh, There's a very easy way to win tic-tac-toe, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) All right. So uh, Lily gets a call from Mr. Bateman about Herman's driving assignment, Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, Monday. She then tells uh, Herman to... uh, Oh, she then talks Herman up again, you know, uh, to Mr. Bateman, which yeah. the two, this guy might as well just be part of the family at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she then turns to Marilyn after getting off the phone and being like, I sure hope he can pull this off. <laughs> she says if he loses his job, uh, she knows how hard it will be to find a place that isn't ages to hire him. I'm confused how he would because they say something later in the episode, too, but like. How would he lose his job? He just wouldn't get the promotion. Wouldn't he just yeah, revert wouldn't he just back be to his... demoted back down to where he was? Yeah. You would that, hope. You'd think. Or given a different promotion. I am. Um, so at the the motor vehicle department, a cop comes out with a proctor who uh Was that po- that was supposed to be an officer? Yeah. You always take a driving test with a police officer. I didn't. You didn't? No. Is your license valid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, pro- the proctor tells the cop to clear his schedule. Uh, he's like, the moron uh, is about to drive 
or the morn he's about to drive with took four hours to finish the written test, which, come on, we know Herman's a slow reader already. Get off the guy. Yeah, it probably took him forever just to read. Uh, the cop is in absolute disbelief, and he's like, well, what's this guy like? The proctor says, you will have to see him to believe him. Hmm. Uh, Herman comes out, and he's like, hi. And the cop responds by saying hi, then turns to the proctor and says he sees, but he doesn't believe. Uh, the proctor says he had to take the test in his office because people were climbing the walls <laughs> to get away. <laughs> Uh, every now and then you meet someone who is fine with Herman as he is. And it's nice. This proctor is like, you know, whatever. You look weird. You're here to get your license. Yeah. Have at it. Uh, the cop says Herman is applying for a commercial license and asks if he plans to be a cab driver. He's, Do you actually need a commercial license to drive a cab? Mm. There are different class licenses. But I wouldn't because I know you need it for a semi truck. You need your CDL for a semi truck. Uh, I don't think you don't even need a DOT or anything to drive like a hearse nowadays. Hmm. Anyways, I mean, back then it could have been different. Yeah. Um, But but because he was potentially driving a bigger vehicle, even though the hearse isn't going to be bigger than what he drives. Under the company's name and everything for insurance purposes, possibly. But as we find out at the end, you know, it didn't matter anyway. For insurance. Uh, uh, Herman responds with a sort of more of a one way cab driver, which totally isn't menacing. Yeah. The, The cop asks where his car is. Herman points to the coach. The cop just nods with a look of all right that says, you know, yep. of course it is. <laughs> I can see that. He, he <laughs> turns to the, the proctor saying if he wasn't due for a promotion, he would turn his badge in on the spot. Yeah. Uh, so they head to the test area. The cop tells Herman to go. Herman speeds around this track and into a maintenance garage. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be part of the course. I don't know. Uh and then he stops, and then the guy he's, was, like, he's like, did hey, I go a little too fast? He's, he's like, like, actually. Uh, yeah, he's like, can you run it again, but go fast? The cop is into this. Yeah. And, and this <laughs> and time, Herman, they reverse the footage, of course. He goes in reverse. <laughs> and the, the cop is, like, super impressed with all of this. He's like, all right. Uh, he's like, <laughs> Herman asks him, you know, would you like to ride with me again someday? And hands him a card for the funeral home. The guy looks at it, hands it back to him. He's eh, like, eh, no, <laughs> thank you. So he gives uh, Herman his temp with the real one coming in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that just started up again in Ohio, actually. Uh, we used to just get our licenses right there, and then now we have to wait for him to arrive. So on his way back... Uh, he or I'm sorry, on his way out of the test, the 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 uh I forget what I'm just gonna call it DMV. Uh he goes in reverse and slams into the cop's car. Yeah, he was too excited. He puts it into the wrong gear and just backs right into it, trashes the car. And <laughs> the cop gets out and he's like trying to pull his bumper. He's like, what the f- has happened? 
He walks up there and Herman pulls his license out again, his uh, permit or whatever. Kisses yeah, it goodbye and literally kisses it goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just rips it up. Uh, so we're back here. Yeah, we're back at home. Uh, Herman is pacing behind the couch. Uh, Lily tells him to just talk to Mr. Bateman that he needs his old position back. Yeah. And Herman says he'll be ridiculed by his co-workers. Uh, she responds with uh, very snide. Oh, they will make fun of you. <laughs> uh, Grandpa offers to help because he was actually proud of Herman for once in this episode. Uh, mm. For the second time, actually, in this entire show. Uh, he's like, why don't we go to a smaller area so it's easier to pass? Uh, my wife actually did this. And because she's used to driving around the busy streets of uh, Toledo suburbs, mm. uh, she, the, uh, the, the cop she was with uh, called her a maniac and almost failed her. I can see that. All, beca- yeah, all because there was a car coming down the road with plenty of space and there, she was turning onto a road with a car parked like right there. Mm-hmm. So she went and just went around the car before the other one got to it, which is something that's pretty normal around here. Well, the cop had a fit. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny anyway. how many things that you do naturally as a driver for so long. But if you do them while you're taking a test and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like hating on you, but I'm like, bro, I, I literally just saw you not pull somebody over doing the same thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> so Mr. Bateman calls the house again and speaks to Lily. She once again sweet talks him to keep the pleasantries going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the family bond must be, you know, he must be considered a, a family friend at least by now. Uh, Herman and Grandpa pull up to this very old courthouse. Uh, a dilapidated small town building, uh, you know, and I might add that Herman pulls on the curb, which I wonder if this was intentional or if this was because the coach was notoriously bad at handling that we heard about. And they're just like, you know what, leave it. <laughs> so they walk up to the sign and I have a list of what the sign says. Okay. The, the courthouse offers justice of the peace. Register of voters, clerk of the clout, magistrate, licensed bureau chief. And the last part of the sign was hanging off. So they check it out and it says live bait night crawler sold here. <laughs> Grandpa tells him to keep his finger crossed and Herman attempts to physically do that before crushing his fingers to cross them. Uh, Inside is a very elderly man who is uh, trying to nail in uh, a nail and missing repeatedly to hang something on the wall. Uh, Herman puts his arm around Grandpa and asks about a license. The old man says they make a cute couple before Grandpa throws Herman's arm off. Uh, The old man goes to get the marriage license before Grandpa corrects him. He then asks if a... uh, garbage burning license is needed this dude is probably dr dudley's dad i tell you what <laughs> i tell love you what. this guy oh he's awesome um uh, and he, he uh because of the actor of course uh he pulls yeah. it off so well like it's just <laughs> awesome so he says like 
uh, an eye test needs to be done. He pulls down the chart and asks if Herman can see it. Herman says yes. He's Is like, it? okay, you pass. <laughs> He's like, I just got a few questions to ask you. And then the phone rings again. Yeah. Uh, the old man gets a phone call and it's, uh, oh, also when he thought it was going to be a marriage license, he goes to the phone. I didn't mention this, but he yeah. calls a Myrtle. It's like, hey, I need you to come down here to be a witness for a couple of fellas. <laughs> uh the fo- phone rings again. It's Mer- uh, Myrtle calling back about being a witness. And he's like, oh, no, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> they decided against it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the old man then asks what kind of dog Herman had. He's about to give him a pet license. <laughs> Herman says, no, no, no. We have a big cat. He's like, he gets about to get distracted. He's like, no, I'm here for a driver's license. Herman asks if he can get on with the test finally. Uh, so the old man asks, you know, oh, asks what to do, uh, when Herman hears a siren that just sounded, he pulls this cord and a siren goes, but before Herman can answer, the phone rings again. The old man goes to pick it up. He's like, yeah, I heard it too. Puts the phone down, rushes up, starts putting on a fireman's outfit and rushes towards the door. Herman asks him, you know, like, what, are what, you "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, someone sounded the fire alarm." <laughs> well, yeah, that you was dumbass. you. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I don't care who did it." He's like, "Oh, yes, that's right." <laughs> then he's, like, "They really ought to do something who uh, uh, do something to people who commit false alarms." <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, the look on Grandpa's face right now—he's just like. Bro, you're dumb. How are you dumber than my son-in-law? Like, that's the look he gives this guy. This guy is so senile. I was just like, what? What? Like, I don't know if he's, if they're playing on, like, because he's old and senile, or is he just... Country bumpkin. Right. What's going on? Like, oh, man. Uh, But the looks that Grandpa give him, it's worth just watching this episode for those facial expressions from Al Lewis. This scene is just the best this might be my favorite scene in the entire show so herman's like hey can we please get on with this license Mm. and uh the old man says he can't without fingerprinting him and also i need to see how you drive so they go out to the car herman goes like maybe three feet and the guy tells him to stop herman says he didn't even get on the highway yet the yeah. man says, yeah, and you ain't gonna with me in the car. <laughs> I'm scared to death of crazy drivers, which, thank God he didn't let Herman go. <laughs> he then gives Herman his temporary license and tries to get out of the car. Uh, and he, I, don't, I don't know if he's ad-libbing this or not, but he's like, hey, why don't you all come visit me again, uh, providing I can get out of this car. Yeah. Uh, he waves at them leaving. Uh, before saying he forgot to kiss the bride. <laughs> I love this old guy so much. One, 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 why would you kiss the bride? Two, there was no wedding. <laughs> so, it's so messed up. But uh, did, I forgot, did you mention um, how small the town is? Uh, no, I didn't. So they open up with a... Uh, now entering sign and then they go in like two feet five feet and then there's like 
now leaving sign for the city. So it's like not even a full like normal street block wide city. So it's just like this little, you know, basically why we have a serviced area is where their town is. So. So, uh, back at home, Lily says Herman will be driving by to show off the hearse, and Eddie calls that he's coming down the road. Uh, they all rush outside, and it turns out he didn't even need the license, because Herman is driving the economy package, which is a carriage pulled by a horse. Yeah. Which economy package would be for people who can't pay as much, right? So... I just feel that using a horse-drawn carriage would cost more for maintenance than just driving the car. Well, uh, my one bit of trivia here. Uh, Car versions of hearses began being made in 1907, Mm -hmm. but due to the extremely high cost, didn't become widely used until the 20s. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked how some of the um, old hearses were the horse-drawn ones because they would have, like, the windows so you would actually see the casket in them and stuff. Yeah. I know that's probably kind of dark, but it was they're cool designs. They're really cool designs. Yeah. I, I've but, always wanted to own a hearse, like a, a normal hearse, but not, like, the new versions that they do. Like, I wanted the ones that had the actual fins on them and stuff like that. Oh, uh, like the 2016 Ghostbusters car. Uh, yeah, I guess, because that was an older version of the Hirsch, yeah. I'm trying to think of what year the one is that I almost bought while I lived up in Ohio. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we're going to need this economy option now with gas prices. <laughs> right. <laughs> What year is this car here? A 99? New? No. No way. It's not a 1999. But the Cadillac version of the hearse with the, the fin and everything. The basic thing that everybody thinks of when you think of a hearse. Not like the mm. nice flat cars that they have nowadays would have no like curve to them or anything. It's a 1958 Cadillac by Eureka. Yeah. Those ones are awesome looking. They got the rounded out backs and wow, I'm, let's just move forward because I love hearses. <laughs> like, I, I've always wanted to buy one. Every time a haunted house had one for sale up north, I would try and buy it. <laughs> Listeners, if you haven't checked out our other show, uh, Operation Babel, yet uh, and don't realize Mike is into a lot of the. uh, Oddity, I don't want to say oddities, I almost said macabre, but it's not. It's more like you like horror films and stuff like that. (laughs) The dark arts. I am Dr. Strange. No, Um (laughs) So, all right, what do we got left with this uh, this one here, man? How'd you feel about it? I liked it. Um, like I previously said, I liked the first one we talked about more. Um, but remembering the scene in the little town, 
I really enjoyed that scene. A lot of the stuff before that, bef- okay, before, I'm trying to think of what I forgot from this episode, because I remembered the intro part, and I remembered the driving test, and then I remembered the the small town stuff. So anything else in between all of those, the beginning, the middle, and the end, I guess, <laughs> I, I it weren't anything like special to me, mm-hmm. um, but I really did enjoy the humor and, and the perfect comic timing because it looked like they shot that whole sequence in the the uh, small town building in one shot be- oh, yeah. because of how they did like they rotated it just perfectly. Now, granted, there's probably like a good cut somewhere, most likely. In, in a camera movement but it was a really well done shot and I really enjoyed it and and the fact that they just kept having the guy go and, and it was pretty much all him like grandpa and Herman didn't really have to do anything but do their facial reactions so it might have been one shot because it would have been easy for Al and uh, Fred to just st- stand there mm-hmm. so um, I, I did enjoy that scene the most in this episode and like you said it might be a like one of the better scenes throughout the entire show um i think some of the more kookier things like him like dr dudley stuff like that always bring the humor from like we have like al lewis fred gwynn humor to like another level with all the three of those guys in the room like dr dudley and those two or him and these two it takes it to another level, and I really enjoy that um, for the humor aspect of it. How about uh, you, man? Well, I just want to apologize to you during editing because, and also the listeners, I just accidentally hit my arm against the uh, the my microphone arm against my desk, so that's probably gonna be a loud boom. Oh, <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully this thing doesn't pick it up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I loved this episode, like more so than uh, the first one we watched. Like, this might be my favorite episode. Like, it take the top spot, period. It's just for that scene alone. Like, oh, man, talk about such a good. uh... (laughs) I just uh, I can't even get my words out. It was just so good. I I wonder how much of it was ad libbed, how much of it was just oh, yeah. uh spontaneous on the spot, like coming up with the jokes as they go. Yeah. Especially a, an actor of of uh his caliber. You always yeah. gotta wonder, you know, what was ad libbed, what was scripted, what what you know, things like that. Um yeah it was it was really cool uh, does he return ever like as a different character or anything like that i don't believe so no, no. okay all right and, and you said we did have the same actor who played uh lester the molester in here yes <laughs> yes lester came back well lester himself did not come back the character did not come back well the actor came back by by the way by the way i explained that entire scenario to my wife the other day (laughs) because we babysat a dog named chester which reminded me of lester and i explained the entire scenario i broke down on the show 
about Lester being a werewolf, Lily being a vampire, and Eddie being a werewolf-vampire hybrid, <laughs> and why it's weird. If you have not listened to that episode, people, you can go back and listen to the first time we met Lester. <laughs> Tivis, Tivis, it's okay. You can talk. <laughs> I thought we had gotten past this stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, tune in next week for Will Success Spoil Herman Monster and Underground Monster. Underground and again, Monster. If you have not, please go to our YouTube channel and check out uh, at home with the monsters. Yes. Yep. At home with the monsters. Um, their link to YouTube is on our link tree. All the links are in the description. You can also find links to it directly to it on Twitter and Facebook, I believe, and even Instagram. So uh, go over to all those social platforms, like and follow us on those things. Leave us some comments and uh, leave us some reviews on whatever audio podcasting service you are listening to us on it really does help the show out as well as sharing the show with friends and family that you think are into like older shows like this like the monsters and bewitched and things like that you know um that came up with that generation or that watched it like we did like as kids um on tv land and nick at night and stuff like that so if you have friends and stuff that really enjoy that stuff please do share us with them and um hopefully they're okay with some of the crude jokes <laughs> but as a, a whole uh, we really are loving the monsters uh, regardless of what crude jokes we make and grandpa is totally a serial killer <laughs> oh don't no doubt no doubt <laughs> and i only make some of the crude jokes just to get facial reactions out of tibis <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, with that said, thank you very much. And uh, we will catch you next time as we take another stroll down 1313 Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> the lesson I want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be tall or short or fat or thin or ugly or handsome like your father. Or you can be black or yellow or white. 